Well, I have no idea what day it is, what time it is here, here in Japan, you're in London and uh, Vegas. Yeah. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It, yeah. We, we just both got off a meeting, uh, a work meeting. And so, yeah, that was a Vegas time. I think it was 11 o'clock. It's uh, five o'clock in the morning for John. It's almost nine o'clock at night for me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this, this is, I think this is the first time we've ever done this when neither of us have been on the con. No, that's right. <laughs> and, and actually tried to, to pull this off. So um, John's going back to Las Vegas tomorrow. I left Las Vegas like, I don't know, 20 hours ago or so mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And um, so we're going to do an, an expedited holiday special um, uh, podcast tonight. And first off, um, happy holidays to you, John. Happy holidays. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So are you going to be uh, in Las Vegas, back in Las Vegas for Christmas? Or are yeah, you going to be start going somewhere my, else? Or? Yep, I'll start making my way back uh, to Vegas my tomorrow, which is your yesterday or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, I, it's, I, the funny thing is I'm a lot closer to your time zone now. Yeah, true. That's right. If yeah. you really think about it, because it's Saturday morning there. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty late on Friday here, so we're, we're getting closer. Um, but any, uh, any special plans? No, uh, just spending uh, time with family in Vegas, you know, with our boys and their their families, yep. and that's the that's the priority is is uh, is family awesome. time. Awesome! Well, that'll be that'll, that'll be fun, and hopefully getting some riding and some running and some swimming in. Oh yeah, yeah, no, you yep. know, and I think that's what we we want to chat about is is how do you exactly enjoy the spirit of the holidays? How do you enjoy family family time and and not get negatively neurotic about training <laughs> and i think that, yeah. that that's yeah. it's a good topic to sort of visit at this time yeah it's really an interesting one right like there's always going to be times in your life when training and the balance between training and family and work um and training needs to take really needs to take a back seat mm-hmm. uh depending on your situation right mm-hmm. And I think that um, in particular, like this week and next week, um, you know, there's a lot going on. There's work parties, there's spouses, work parties, there's family obligations. Um, And I I really wanted to kind of talk about like, you know, the balance that you you have around this time of year. And that, you know, it's funny because the people that I coach, for the most part, I've, I've told them all like, you know, if you miss some training sessions during the next couple of weeks, it's okay. There's not one, there's not one training session or even two or three training sessions that are going to make or break you at this time of year. Right. Um, especially we talk about triathlon. We're, you know, most people, the first major triathlon is not till for us on our side of the country is not till Oceanside. Right. So taking some time now um, to prioritize family and friends and, other commitments, I think is, is imperative. So John, how have you handled it historically? So uh, I'll even go into this trip, which I usually do this trip right around the holiday season. And it's always nice because I I did my last big race uh, right before this trip. And so on one hand, it gives me a little um, piece to pause my training because I just finished a race and I'm going through a recovery process. So sometimes if you can time an event, around the holidays so that you're doing your event and then you walk into your holiday season as sort of a a recovery period sometimes that takes off the pressure of feeling like 
we need to get out and do a swim, bike, or run. And then the other thing that I do, especially on a trip like this, is I try to walk, I, I try to work in training in non-traditional ways. So I, I walk a lot <laughs> and I carry a backpack, yeah. which is weighted down. And instead of, you know, getting out of the subway and taking the escalator up, I'll take the stairs, I'll take the stairs up, I'll take the stairs down. And so I'm always looking for opportunities to, to move and, and build in some natural, non-traditional uh, type of training. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's good. And then, um, like, how about specifically right around the holidays with your family and, like, how do you fit in training? So with, with that, I try not to make my training the priority. That for the holiday yeah. season, it's getting together with family, getting together with friends, and enjoying that, that, those connections. And, you know, we always talk about on this podcast how triathlon should be bringing value to our lives. And we don't want to uh, use triathlon training as a as a negative, or we don't want that to accidentally become a negative. So I check with the schedule. You know, where 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 when are we eating? Where are we eating? Uh, who's doing what? Because some of the fun of the holidays is just the, those natural, organic conversations you have in the kitchen while something's being prepared, and you don't want to miss those. And so, you know, you just have to time if you do need to go out for a run or, or a bike or, or a swim, if you can find an open pool, uh, it, it's just a matter of understanding what the schedule is and not um, not trying to figure out the, the a rigorous holiday schedule. So you can say, well, I've got 45 minutes here. I'm going to go do something. Trying to be very flexible and uh and aware that the organic conversations are probably uh some of the best conversations to try to have and you don't want to miss those yeah i know for sure and there and, and the other thing i think is is looking at things like maybe you don't do the long ride right mm -hmm. instead you do something you know the, the, you know on, on the weekend maybe you do um because short interval session and you really push yourself for like 45 minutes yeah. right and you, you still get a lot out of that but it's not you're gone the whole morning sure. um, or even same thing as, a, you know, a lot of people do long runs. They do two hour runs. Instead of that, you do a 45 minute and you throw mm -hmm. some intensity, do some hill repeats or something like that. And um, the other thing I, when I used to go to Canada, I don't go to Canada anymore at Christmas. I used to go every year. I'd get up really early on Christmas morning before everyone else got up and I'd go for a run. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it was so peaceful Christmas morning. I was the only person out on the street. Mm -hmm. yeah. Usually there was a lot of snow on the ground. Yeah. And it was just like my Zen time. Cause it's like the one day that there was no traffic. Yeah. And, and um, so like, but I'd get up really early. Like I'd be up mm -hmm. at like six thirty, seven in the morning. I mean, so not really early for Christmas morning. That's early. Yeah. But my family would get up and moving until like, you know, eight thirty or nine. And it'd be done. And you know, I'd be coming in the door and the coffee would just be on, you know, mm -hmm. like it'd be time to, time to start. So I think that there's ways that you can do it. Um, but I think that you, you were right on and saying that, you know, kind of on the, the, the cornerstones of our, our talks have always been to, you know, make trap on a positive impact on your life and not a, and not a negative and not a burden, yeah. not a burden on your family. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and just enjoying uh, some time, especially right now, because really, like I said, no training session is going to make or break you right now. That's right. Well, actually, it might break you because, no, seriously, if, if you are yeah. going too hard now, mm -hmm. right, um, 
you shouldn't be hitting PRs right now. Mm -hmm. And um, it's actually, it's, it's kind of a funny story. Um, one of the athletes that I coach hit some PRs this week. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. What are, what are we doing? Like, why are we hitting PRs now? Right, right. And it's, it's a good race. So I started looking at some of the data and I'm like, okay, like, yeah, the training volume has been a little bit lower. Maybe we, you know, went a little too deep. Mm -hmm. And so it's also a time that, you know, if you have the time to also even, you know, we talked about this before too, at the end of the year, assess your year. Yeah. Right. So I know that's not prioritizing family or anything like that, but if you do have some extra time, maybe you got a week off of work, you get time off of work, is this is also a good opportunity to kind of assess your year and and look at some of your metrics if you keep track of metrics. Um, I know, Johnny, you're not super big on keeping track of all your metrics because um, you still write everything down, right? Well, yeah, I have, I, I'm oh. avoiding going and looking at my uh, training peaks uh, <laughs> score right now. So. <laughs> Uh, you and me both. You, no. you and me both. Um, yeah, I, I will tell you. After my surgery, I got down to like twelve. I think um, oh, nice. <laughs> my, my chronic training load. I think the low I got was twelve. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was hard on my ego. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so but I, but I think that's a. I, I was going to say, let me jump in on that point because I think that's a really good point. That it is hard when we miss training, and sometimes we. I, we can get a little grumpy if we're not getting our training in. And so there is the benefit of getting some exercise to where you feel like you're, you're, you're doing something. And so I love this idea of yep. getting up early and doing a run It's sort of a Zen time. And then, you know, the other way to do this is to encourage other people to exercise with you. And maybe it is, Maybe you introduce someone to running or hiking or, or maybe even, you know, bikes or, or renting a bike or, or something. And so sometimes there's a, a neat way to uh, engage other, other family or friends uh, in exercise on top of, okay, it's probably, you know, getting out for a 20 minute run, that may actually be a real positive in terms of our mental health uh, around the holidays as well. Um, one thing I'll tell you, if your spouse resents the fact that you do triathlon, don't buy them a bike for Christmas <laughs> right, and right. tell them that you want to go for a, a, a bike ride. That's probably not a good idea. Yeah, right. Just right. throwing it out there. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Just an idea. Uh, um, hang on a second. Just unplug this. Sorry, we got a little alarm going off here. Uh -huh. um, so, uh, so yeah, we're we're in a hotel room and little you know <laughs> little things happen. Well, so um, well maybe talk ahead, as a coach about the benefits yep. of detraining because this is that yes. you know period where we oh I'm so glad you I'm so glad you mentioned that yeah um, I was I coached uh, somebody that she competed at the U.S. Nationals uh, in Daytona the same weekend you you uh, did um, Indian yeah. Wells yeah. And she's fortunate enough, she, she, she won the national championship for her age group. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Super happy for her. And, you know, we wanted to, you know, really think about now prioritizing the run because that's an area that she struggled with. And she's like, but I don't want to lose my bike fitness. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you have to, right? Like you, you actually can't maintain Mm -hmm. this level all of the time we talk about this you know in, in 
in coaching and, and exercise physiology as, um, you know, periodization, mm-hmm. right? Where you have to have peaks and valleys. And we've talked about these peaks and valleys before. And ultimately, um, you have to come down. Like you were saying, like, you know, this is, you're, you're recovering. Mm-hmm. You're not just recovering from one race, John. You're recovering from the season. Yeah. Right. And it's really, it's an, it's a really hard ego thing, unfortunately, mm-hmm. to see this uh, CTL number drop. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, I, I wish there, I got to look at, I wonder if there's a way in training peaks for me to actually turn off that. So, like, for yeah, a month, right. like, an athlete can't see that number. Mm hmm. And especially if they know, like, you know, well, in training peaks is bad because they call that fitness. And really, it's not fitness. Mm-hmm. It's telling you how much load you put on. And it actually could be a negative thing to have too much, yeah. especially for long periods of time. Um, but I've, I've had conversations with athletes. Oh, my gosh. Like, I missed, like, three sessions in the last two weeks. And my my uh, CTL number is here. And I really, I never like it to drop below this. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, you let me deal with that. Yeah. Like. And it's in it, but it's hard for people, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you have had a successful season and there's, you know, the, 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 the typical approach, at least the athletes I've dealt with, especially if they've had a successful season is double down. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like, okay, I, if I just work a little harder, I'll even be more successful. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is that you need to pull back and you need to deload so you can, so you can build as you move forward. And that's a hard thing. And then the, the opposite side, if you didn't have a successful season, right? What do you want to do? I need to, I need to train harder now. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh man, I got four months to Oceanside. I got to, I got to hit it hard. But really you know, the situation might have been like, you may have been overtraining and that's part of the reason you had a, didn't have the season you wanted. Mm-hmm. But so it takes time and it takes evaluation uh, to really like, you know, figure these things out. And either way, I think that this is still a good time to detrain a little bit. Well, and and it's such a powerful message because I think someone, and I've, I've seen this where people will train consistently for 12 months and they'll see some positive benefits. And so they'll do it again for another 12 months. And what, and they don't get that recovery period that we're talking about. And all of a sudden they reach a point where they've gone over the edge too far and now it's hard to to really come back and uh, continue with the sport because i think you and i talk about this all the time and you approach it this way as well we're we're in this for the lifespan we're not in this for short gains and if you, you if you train for 12 months you'll probably see some gains and then the brain might say well okay we did it that now we got to do it again and again and again and before you know it you dig yourself such a deep hole that you do reach a true overtraining um, status. And that is really hard to overcome or come back from. Uh, you really need some extended time off at that point. But even if it's not overtraining, it could be an injury. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like I actually think that for most age group triathletes, it's really hard to actually get to overtraining syndrome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when we look at the true numbers that you need, it, it's for mm-hmm. most of the research I read is, 25, 24, 23 hours per week is kind of like those numbers. Mm-hmm. So most people aren't getting there, but as we, especially as we age, you know, two old guys talking triathlon, um, that, that, you know, that's the, to me, that's the, 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 the bigger issue is avoiding injury. Mm-hmm. And 
by when just you just keep loading more and more and more eventually you'll break yeah and 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 it might like i said it might not be true over training syndrome but it just could be like your calf can't handle it anymore i would i would label that uh overstressed syndrome because it is yeah all the stress of everything else including the holidays you know the travel that you have to do or what have you but and that's where i've, I've seen this with, with people who are this is a bit anecdotal but they try to, to push through that and uh and train hard throughout all 12 months and you can only do that for so long something will eventually uh, give out and so it's a benefit to actually take this holiday season actually take a step back and 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 let the body uh recover i think the other negative part of of what we're talking about is this phenomenon called exercise addiction where it is it, it is an addiction and you have to get your exercise in otherwise you're not going to be a pleasant person to be around and i think those are things to watch out for and not fall into a trap where the exercise routine is the key and um and it has to has to you know it has to add value to your life and if it's not and it's distracting then um it's time to reevaluate how you're how you're doing the training. So, how many times have you talked to a triathlete and they're saying, "Oh, I have to get my run in this afternoon. Yeah, I right. have to ride tomorrow." It's you don't have trap. to. Yeah, it's an easy trap. Yeah, like, yeah, you're choosing to, mm-hmm. right? I would like, I would like to. Yeah. You know, um, I really have tried hard to change my vernacular around that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to get, I have to get to the pool. No, I. I get to get to, yeah. I get to go to the pool, mm-hmm. right? And I think when we change the verbiage around, it actually makes maybe even like we're going all circles around back to the family, mm-hmm. right? And back to the, your support system. Yeah. When you're saying I have to do something, yeah. mm-hmm. no, you you have to like you have to do that family stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to probably do the work stuff, yeah, right? Because you don't lose your job because then you can't afford your triathlon yeah. anymore, mm-hmm. right? You get to do the triathlon that's right and i think if we change that verbiage i think it's a it, it's a real positive thing now if you got a jerk coach like me you know my coach is making me do this okay that's different yeah yeah <laughs> no that's great and it and it changes the perception of other people about you when you're saying oh this is always such a hard workout or it's always you throw in these negative terms that, that well they they make not seem negative but they can come across as, as negative where you're focusing on the hard part Whereas, you know, you have a hard workout, it's enjoyable. You feel good. You feel refreshed afterwards. And, uh, and, and yeah, it does influence people around you as well. If they always hear you talking about having to do something, you're spot on. And, and that it, maybe they look at it and say, well, this isn't any fun for you. Why would it be fun for me to have you doing this? It's interesting. I, I, I don't sleep on a plane. I just, I've never been able to. And so I didn't sleep on the, on the plane right over here. So I listen to podcasts and listen to this podcast that was talking about FTP. And tr- biking specifically at FTP and how they, their theory is that everyone does these really short FTP tests. So like the eight minute test, the ramp test. Yeah. And for the most part, they overestimate their FTP, but they like that number. Right. So it overestimates it and it says it's, it's 280. Let's hypothetically say it's 280. Yeah. This is the number that they gave, mm-hmm. but you're really a 260. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to do your FTP work. Let's say you're doing like just, just sub-threshold work. So you're at like 270, let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're over your threshold, and that's actually can be really, really hard on you. Right. Right. If you're sub-threshold, you actually should be able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like you should be able to work hard and actually yeah. enjoy it. 
over threshold, especially if you're trying to go for a long period of time, yeah. it can be very negative. And so it was, it was an interesting thing. It was basically the, the, the premise of this was like, you know, you really need to underestimate your FTP rather than overestimate mm-hmm. it even though you want to have this high FTP because it sounds sexy, yeah. it's probably not real. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so it's interesting. Some of the, some of the software that I use, uh, the WKO5 in particular, it, um, it, it actually does modeling mm-hmm. to determine what your FTP is based off of like your, like you can yeah. say the last 90 days, what do you estimate my FTP is? And it always is lower than what people think their FTP is. Yeah, right. Right. But that's the number I use when I build their training programs. And mm-hmm. so hopefully when they're doing their like sub FTP stuff or even over FTP stuff, it's not as as negative. But they don't always like it when I like, hey, you know, your FTP is 240. No, no, it's 270. Yeah, I, did right. a, I did the ramp test. Remember? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's not really. Like you could, could you really for you, you need yeah. a different word for it now. The FTP, yeah, let that FTP patch, patch, you know, or a badge, you know, exists somewhere, but you need a exactly. FTP real or something. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. Um, Zwift has started. I don't know if you know this, but uh, they've changed the way they categorize racing, mm. and it's based off of uh, off of a power duration curve, okay. which is basically what um, it's what it's what uh, WKO uh, five does as well is it basically takes a whole bunch of your data and generates a, a, a power duration curve. And then it also estimates your FTP. Mm-hmm. And mine is spot on to WKO5. No, oh, cool. And yeah. it's not where I want it to be. I gotta be honest with you. Yeah. It's like right now it's like, it's 240 watts, mm-hmm. which is not where I want it to be at all. Cause mm-hmm. I can look, it also tells me my, my best ever, which is like 290. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm 50, I'm 50 watts below where I'd really like to be, but but it's real. Yeah. And, and I know it's real because I've been doing some like longer threshold stuff. And I'm like, yeah, like 240 feels okay. Like I, yeah. I feel like I'm working hard, um, but I go over it and all of a sudden it doesn't feel so good. And <laughs> why I'm kind of going at this is, is it, that this can create a real negative thing around training. And um, I don't know how we kind of got on this, but the holidays, but once again, training should be, especially this time of year, be relatively enjoyable. Mm-hmm. No, totally. And, uh, you know, one, we need to talk about the power duration curve. Uh, we have not done a yes. podcast on that. So that okay, let's put that in the pipeline. I love that. Look at because that is such an interesting curve to look at. And you can generate it a, a couple of different ways from different data sets. I love this idea of taking all the data that you have or some window of data and then creating that uh, power duration curve. But uh, on the, the positive of the holiday, I think the other part, the other big message that we both advocate is consistent training. And I think this is where we just need to be careful that people don't misinterpret what consistent training means. It doesn't mean miss, you know, a day uh, is, uh, is negative. Sometimes actually your training is going to benefit by taking a day off or doing just a, a 15 minute exercise session versus a, an hour, you know, just something that is uh, is keeping you moving and and mentally healthy. Yeah. No, I'm of the mantra that like I want to do something every day. But it doesn't yeah. have to be swim bike run. Mm-hmm. Right? I can right. go for an hour hike, and that's my thing for the day. Like I'm because you know I really believe that movement is medicine. Yeah. And um, you know, after my surgery, and I was sitting on the couch for three weeks, mm-hmm. I realized you know even more like movement is you know. Every day I'm alive. I want to. I want to do something. 
Mm-hmm. And like you said, like you're just taking the stairs and you're going, you know, yep. you, 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 you make your backpack a little heavier. Yeah, that's you, right. You, you, you fit in and you're like, I, I accomplished something today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. and, I think that that's, that, and, you can, and you can do that in the holidays. And, sure. I, and I think when uh, most of us travel, we probably have some type of Ironman backpack that we're wearing or some type of triathlon backpack. And so it's always you, good. You know I did today. <laughs> <laughs> you, when you're going up the stairs at McCarran Airport or somewhere, you've got your backpack on. It says you're, you're, you do triathlons and you're walking up the stairs or down the stairs. And, and I, I think that's an easiest way in traveling uh, to work in exercise, even on a travel day. Uh, you know, seeking out stairs is is really some good value. So if I, I, I if I travel alone, this is one of the little things I do, and I don't know if you do this too. I don't sit down at the airport. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I walk. Yeah. Like yeah. if I, you know, you get there, you, I get there early. I just walk the terminal. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know I'm going to be sitting in a, in an airplane for like maybe if I'm on the east coast, I'm sitting for five hours. Yeah. So I, if I can get like, and I, I you know, I got my little step counter on my watch i'm like okay like can i get five thousand steps in before the plane leaves yeah. like and 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 it's funny because i do circles and they get smaller and smaller the closer it gets yeah. to yeah. Right. <laughs> but right. once again it's like i'm trying to make the best of the situation like i gotta travel yeah i'm not, probably not gonna be able to train today so you know i do, do you do stuff like that uh i i yeah i don't take the the moving walkways i always walk next yeah. to it um yeah i don't probably do as much walking when i'm waiting for the to board the flight as, as you do uh but yeah i love the idea just walk everywhere in the uh in the airport yeah yeah see like especially in, in vegas like sometimes i get there really early you know someone's dropping me off or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm like okay i'm you know i try and go to every gate yeah like yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm telling like go, go to like every gate, and because mm-hmm. you can get all the way over to the international terminal, and like you can get, I, you know, I can get like ten thousand steps almost in just yeah, by going through right. every gate. Right. right? Mm. So, um, yeah. Uh-huh. So, anyways, that, that, that's a little bit of advice. Yeah. Um, and a little bit of uh, holiday uh, information. Um, we probably could podcast next week, right? We're so we're December fifteenth, so we got next week we can do. Yeah. Um, I'll be back. I don't know Vegas. where I'm going to be. Oh, no. I, have, I literally don't know where I'm, I'm going to be in Portugal. I just don't oh. know where in Portugal. Right. I'll be next awesome. uh, next weekend. But um, yeah, we'll we'll connect next week. And um, hey, John, have a safe uh, trip back. And and you and enjoy, uh, you, know, you enjoy your London trip there near UK. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited. We're actually going to go see a English Premier Soccer League game tomorrow. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so we're seeing Chelsea and um, Sheffield United. Nice. So are you getting T-shirts for one team or the other? We well, you, you know, on the tickets when you buy them, it says you have to, you cannot wear the opposing uh, oh. fans' uh, colors. Yeah, and the opposing fans are black and red, and of course, Marie's jacket is red, mine's black. Okay, awesome. so, so we went and we got like the we got the we got knitted hats. They're blue for awesome. and we got the Chelsea hats and we got Chelsea scarves. And so we're gonna we're we're gonna fit in. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's gonna be great. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna have fun. All right, hey John, uh, safe travels, and uh, we will see you next week. Sounds great. Good talking. Yeah, you too. Bye.